1: Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy.
0: And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part time
1: in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Well,
0: right now we're not doing that much traveling.
1: Well, no, we're not. <laughs> very, very part-time at the moment. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I promised last week that we would update you on what happened, and we still don't know. We because... still don't
1: know for sure. We're waiting for a response back from the repair shop.
0: Yeah, just know that no humans were harmed in the potential wrecking of a travel trailer. Right. So we'll we'll explain more. And again, no injuries to human beings, but our but poor potentially travel... potentially
1: a travel trailer... Uh, Is going going to to heaven. heaven. Yeah. Uh, Of course, we've got the vintage travel trailer and we got to spend a lot of time and we posted a new video with a little update about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I have to give Peggy a lot of credit. She has been busting her hiney (laughs) on getting that thing cleaned up. In fact, I would say it is camp ready at the moment other than wheels and tires, which I am in the process of getting from Central California. There's a dude who has the original hubcaps and all that. So yeah. stay tuned. That'll be a video. And, and right, as Peggy said, we have a video that we posted earlier this week about where we've gone with the restoration and it's already time to do a bunch more.
1: Yeah. Now, if you see that video and it says, you know, we haven't been able to get the fridge to work and we haven't tested anything that runs on propane, that's still true. So yeah. when we say camp ready, I mean, yeah, we could use it. But we don't know whether we have appliances really. <laughs>
0: right. Well, we didn't have a propane regulator, and yesterday I solved that problem. Right. So so, so
1: by next week we should have another update for you yeah. on how camp ready that baby really is. Yeah,
0: unless there's some big explosion. But oh, I'm, I'm assuming that is not going to happen, and I'm going to do my best.
1: Yeah, we're going to hope, make hope it that doesn't happen. happen. Yeah,
0: exploding is bad.
1: A couple of days ago, a bunch of people started posting links to this YouTube video. There is a channel, I want to say a guy, but I'm going to say a channel. It's called CGP Grey. I don't really know what CGP stands for. And Grey, by the way, is spelled with an E, the British way. Mm. I have been in a rabbit hole of watching. I almost watch as much YouTube as Tony this week. What? (laughs) This person, this man, it seems like it's always the same guy, has some really interesting topics and they're not all you know they're they're just like random bits of information like stuff you should know you know <laughs> just like all kinds of topics but he has a youtube video on the magic of interstate numbering
0: and it's fascinating and and it's stuff that the stuff you should know. Wait, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's already
1: a podcast. That's
0: right. And a good one.
1: Yeah, but he explains how the how interstates are numbered with many exceptions, of course, but generally speaking, how interstates are numbered. And I won't give away all the secrets, but basically if it's an even numbered interstate, you're going east-west, and if it's an odd number, ends in a five, then you're going north-south. And they decrease going south from north and they decrease going west from the east so all the other details i think you should watch the video it's super good and interesting and most of the information i knew there were a couple things i hadn't known before but really cool stuff so check it out
0: yeah and on all of our shows there is a notes section on our website this is show number 138 It's stresslesscamping.com slash podcast slash 0138. And we will have all of the links and notes and all of the things that we talk about. So that is the place to find that. So we will also post the link to that YouTube video and and our own aristocrat YouTube video. Yes, for sure. Well, with that, we will be right back. We are starting a series this month talking to... RV manufacturers, and it's really interesting to me because I am a geek, (laughs) and I geek out on this RV tech, and despite the fact that the RV companies are selling every single unit they could possibly manufacture there's still some really neat innovation happening.
1: Yeah, so they're not only working hard to keep up, but they're also still moving forward with some innovations.
0: Yes, and I love it. And so we're going to start with Adam Christofferson from Winnebago. And we chose Winnebago to start because our RV lives, both Peggy and I kind of started with Winnebago. (laughs) So we'll be right back after this with Adam.
1: We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too.
0: That's the FMCA and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits.
1: Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location.
0: But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more.
1: And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road.
0: Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years.
1: Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com.
0: Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process.
2: Now Now that's Stressless Camping.
0: Camping. Well, we are very fortunate to have borrowed some of Adam Christofferson's time, and Adam is the Senior Product Manager for Winnebago Towables. So uh, welcome, Adam, and thank you.
2: Oh, hi Tony, thanks for having me and uh, appreciate the opportunity to tell a little bit about uh, Winnebago Tobles and uh, the products that we're offering the marketplace right now.
0: You guys are doing some really innovative things as well. I guess let's start with the, with the hike and the hike 100.
2: A couple of years ago we introduced the hike to market and there was a couple of different initiatives. You know, one, we wanted to kind of piggyback off of what our motorized team was doing with the Revel and the B van and the active outdoor lifestyle consumer. But we thought, you know, not everybody can afford a motorized price point. And there's gotta be an avenue for a consumer who wants to go out and enjoy the active outdoor lifestyle or a rugged nomad type consumer at a different price point. So we introduced a hike with the patented exoskeleton and the Nerf bars and being a smaller, lighter weight travel trailer, but we also at that time took the opportunity to introduce more European full overlay cabinetry, something more that you see in B vans and Class C sprinters. And overall, everything was received very well. And we had a lot of momentum uh, in the marketplace, especially, you know, COVID accelerated that and everybody wanting to go to the outdoors, people wanting to go off grid because campgrounds were full. But a lot of feedback came back that people wanted even smaller and lighter weight. And so we, We really took the opportunity during COVID to partner with uh, our third party marketing firm and really dive in to understand what that active outdoor lifestyle consumer wanted more in a smaller and lighter weight. And so it really came down to a lot of people wanted, you know, that 3000 pound dry weight was kind of that, that threshold. So we really wanted to get something that was 3000 pounds or around there. Cause that really opened us up to, um, different class of tow vehicles. We also wanted to make these units livable because we know a lot of people, you know, they're planning. The campgrounds are so full and camping lifestyle is getting so popular we know that pre bookings are up uh, according to the KOA release and people are pre booking their vacations or their camping now five to six months in advance. And so they can't predict the weather that far out. So we wanted to make these livable. If, if you happen to book your three or four day camping trip and the weather's bad, you can't just go crawl in a three foot door and crawl around on your hands and knees all week during your trip. So we wanted to make them livable. So we went with our more of a, a body, Style of our micro mini to give it full walking, you know, full walk in height. Taking those couple things, we wanted to not only open up a, a a new avenue for a smaller tow vehicle, but also maybe like a van plus trailer. We're seeing a lot of people out there with B vans who are looking for additional sleeping when they need it, or they're looking for out outdoor living space, like outside kitchens or just more gear hauling. So that's the criteria we really wanted to go after is get it dialed into to around 3000 pounds, make it livable if you do have inclement weather, but then let's offer floor plans that offer outside kitchens, they offer gear storage so we have the exoskeleton the roof racking system on the on the roof and that comes around the front we have floor plans and furniture in there that are versatile that can fold up against the wall and open up for more active outdoor lifestyle storage as well as we know not everybody is limited to you know one you know dry activities or wet activities but we we partnered with our B van team because they've got phenomenal wet baths in their Travados and revels and their new echo. And so we worked with them and said, Hey, help us design a wet bath that's functional versus another me too, that somebody else in the industry is already using. And so we have versatile dry storage. We also made it versatile. So you have per code, you have vent fans around. So if you had wet storage, and, and it just allows for a 13-foot box and 16-foot overall length. It just allows consumers the opportunity to have more versatility in their storage options. And one of
0: the things about the hike, all the racks on the outside are really good for putting kayaks or bicycles. Or It, it answers the question of where I'm going somewhere where I want to do active stuff. Where do I put my, my stuff for my
2: activity? We were very intentional in the design of that and the fact that the diameter of the the roof rack system is plug and play with aftermarket such as Thule and Yakima accessories. So people can, you're not trying to buy a one-off product or trying to fabricate something. It's, it's easily uh, accessible in the aftermarket, as well as providing a factory installed two-inch receiver hitch. So that just allows you to have more uh, racking storage in the back or a bike rack or the yaks the vertical kayak storage. So again, just trying to allow the versatility and consumers the options that they you know more options for storage
0: and another thing if you do have one of winnebago's class b vans and then you get a travel trailer as a towable it makes it possible for you to bring your (laughs) mother-in-law
2: no comment Uh, i mean (laughs) thankfully i like my mother-in-law a lot
0: i'm very fortunate mine is awesome too but you know we we all have heard the jokes so anyway yeah so that brings me to the hike 100 which is a one of the problems with really small trailers is as you said no bathroom and the hike 100 has a bathroom and really flexible interior on it
2: like i talked about we we partnered with the engineering team in iowa on the b-van and and we've got a usable wet bath that it's it features a cassette toilet so if you're off grid it allows you to dump your tank not not tethered to what your tank size is but it allows us to offer larger fresh and gray tank capacities as well as the versatility in the storage if you if you don't want to use it as a shower you can use this you have slats in there that you can use for dry storage. You have a towel bar in there that you can use to hang things in. We have a power vent fan near there so you can have the wet storage. Because what's one nice thing about it is, again, like I said, if you don't want to use the shower for showering, we have a batwing awning on the Hike 100 that comes standard on all Hike 100s that goes off the rear, whether it's covering an outside kitchen or gear loading uh, doors, but on the off, Campside or non patio side the batwing awning actually gives you the opportunity it covers the outside shower and then there is a privacy there's a way to have a basically a private 30 by 36 shower outside us, utilizing the exterior shower so if you come back from a day at the beach or hiking you don't want to track anything in and you just need a quick rinse off You can do that outside, and you don't have to actually go inside the trailer, unload any gear that might be stored in there, or track in. You can just fully use the shower outside.
0: Yeah, it makes the outside shower more than just a decoration, which is pretty cool. You are also really breaking ground on some solar and other alternative energy for these trailers. A couple
2: years ago, we started you know, really looking at solar, we started um, offering solar prep from the factory on all products. And then we looked at flexible panels uh, on all products that were, um, you know, adhered to the roof and and charge controllers. And then we started really learning more, uh, working with some brand ambassadors, such as Traveling Robert, uh, Robert Morales. And then, you know, we started getting smarter. We learned that, you know, rigid panels are more efficient than flexible panels. So we've transitioned to rigid panels and we understand now consumers, the, they're, they're wanting more factory supplied solar or the opportunity to add more solar after the fact. So we're, you know, upgrading, we've upgraded uh, factory supplied charge controllers from 10 amp to 30 amp. We have also been able to uh, add the side mount solar prep back in on the off camp side. So if somebody has portable solar, but where we've really kind of dove in and I think where you're trying to get to is a little bit as, as on our flex, the micro mini flex.
0: I, right. A daily RV review column. And that flex is just the pinnacle of solar and off-grid energy. And it's not just that there's a lot of solar, but you've also... Employed a lot of subsystems and systems that are absolute game changers on that, and I know Robert Morales, who's a friend of ours, has one of those.
2: Yeah, so Robert has been a great brand ambassador for Winnebago, Winnebago Towables, and Micro Mini. Um, you know, he he started in his 1706 FB, and then he's on his second round or second Micro Mini as a brand ambassador with Winnebago. In his first one, his 1708 FB, he had asked for some solar initiatives and wanted a lithium battery and an inverter, and he wanted a Truma AquaGo water heater. So that really opened up my and the engineering team's eyes to lithium batteries and inverters and Truma products. And I personally had some, a little bit of experience with that. Um, I was with our motorized division before coming over to Tobles, and we were just getting into Truma products. and just getting into some of the lithium and and inverter technology. So I'd had a little bit, but working with Robert to understand his needs really helped us understand that. And and when we got ready to start looking at round two of he wanted to upgrade to a 2108 DS, he said, Hey guys, I bought some property in North Florida for Pelican camp and I want to be able to go, you know, he, he was full-time ability to go full-time. And Illy was working from home and she has the ability to work from the road, and he said, "I want to be able to go about five days off grid." So we, we stewed on that, and we had a few calls with Robert, and we got down into the weeds of our engineering manager, Matt Burbrink. He designed a load calculator. It got down granular to how many minutes a day do you use every appliance, every one ten outlet, twelve volt outlet. And so after we dove into all that, we plugged it into the load calculator and the load calculator kind of spit out and said, you need this system, which, came out to the 320 amp hour lithium battery. We're partnered with Lithionics there with their UL listing, the 3000 watt Xantrax inverter, and then you have the 12 volt Dometic refrigerator. And then we doubled the solar capacity. So we have two 190 watt rigid go power solar panels. We upgraded the 30 amp charge controller from the uh, PWM to an MPPT. It allows for, it's more efficient and allows for more Expansion capabilities. You know, we we have the side mount solar prep, and then you know we didn't want to just look at this as electrification initiatives because we we know that that is you know what consumers are looking at, but we also understand that you know, not everybody's looking for 100% electric. So those were some of the electrification initiatives. And then we wanted to look at what are some more systems that are just truly more efficient, whether they are electric or or whether they are propane. And that's where Truma came in. We had some discussions with Truma and because of our overall Winnebago uh, motorhome and, and and Truma relationship, it was easy to start the discussions there. And that's where we started looking at their AquaGo water heater, which is propane, on on demand instant, but it's so efficient that you could take a 20 minute shower once a day for 30 days and not consume a 20 pound tank. And then their Vario heat furnace, which again is so much more efficient. But the game changer was when they started talking to us about their Aventa air conditioner. Oh, yeah. We had gone down the path of looking at some 48 volt systems, but we were wondering about okay what does that mean to production they're so used to 110 and 12 volt systems how are we going to introduce a new method into our production and how are we going to introduce something into maybe serviceability or sales you know dealers knowledge and, and consumers knowledge and when they came to us with their aventa air conditioners saying this is a this is a 110 powered system but it is so efficient it's high efficiency that it can be powered off of your your 12 volt battery pack Inverter that really piqued our interest, so we did some more testing and experimenting there, and we prototyped everything on Traveling Roberts Micro Mini, and hit, I mean immediately he was giving us such positive feedback, uh, not only on the, ex, you know, unplugged and getting, you know, getting away, but just on a better connected experience too. I mean, the, the air conditioner was quieter, nice, calm, heat. you know, you're not yelling over to talk to your partner and just the, the, the efficiency of the appliances, and then, not to discount, you know, we talked about electrification and now talking about efficiency. But if you're going to go off grid with electrification initiatives or offer of appliances that allow you to be off grid longer because they're more efficient from a propane consumption, but then you have to think about water usage. And that's where we partnered with AquaView and introduced the shower miser. So, what that basically does is when you go to turn your shower on, you're not going to waste fresh water and fill your gray tank while you wait for the water to heat up. That water circulates within itself. And then there's a nozzle that you turn for when the, when the water gets up to temperature and then it allows the water to come out so you can serve your fresh and then you don't fill your gray. So we just had, we feel like we have a whole package that checks electrification, propane efficiency and holding tank initiatives that will allow a consumer to have a better unplugged uh, experience. But also, we, again, I, we just don't want to discount the consumer who is willing to pay for a better connected experience or maybe is used to these upgraded appliances, whether it be in a motorhome or a bi- upper-end fifth wheel, and they're willing to pay to continue to have those in a smaller travel trailer.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people who are now approaching longer times off grid, which is us, for example, Peggy and I, one way of dealing with it is the bigger hammer way, right? Which is, I'm going to put so much solar and battery on this rig that all of it's going to work. But the better way is to just reduce the amount of energy you need. And that's what the Flex has done. It's the, the right way to do this. And you're the only company that I know of that's doing this right now.
2: It seems to be... Everybody is focusing on solar. Uh, There's a few companies focusing on batteries and inverters, but I, I don't think that there are many people out there focusing on the full package and trying to bring the whole suite together. And and we're okay with that to right, yeah. right now. We're 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 enjoying <laughs> being the the leader in this right now. And
0: as you said, you know a lot of this comes from your B vents and. By my estimation, Winnebago is probably the leader in the Class B marketplace in terms of innovation and features and design by far from yeah, what I see. You're
2: spot on. Russ Garfin, Chris Beanard, and, and the, the B Van team in Iowa, the whole engineering team, they, they are phenomenal. They have done a great job of introducing chassis into North America and being first in product innovators. And what's nice is I personally spent about five or six years as a Winnebago motorhome employee, being based in Forest City, so, and also being an outside salesperson. But going back, I have established relationships with them, so it's easy to be able to pick up the phone and call them and and say, Hey, I, I want to learn more about Truma, or I need a, information from your test center on the battery or inverter. So we, you know, with our Winnebago outdoors, with motorhomes and towables, we have a lot of collaboration, and we all just want to win. We all I just want to, and so it's fun to be able to communicate and how can we share ideas and features across our motorhomes and total products.
0: You had mentioned also working with Robert Morales and several of the other ambassadors. I think Winnebago also really stands out in how they work with not only those ambassadors but also with your consumers, your customers. In that you you seem to really listen to what's going on and take that and turn it into better products.
2: We have, and our marketing team has has really done a good job of opening up to you know third party marketing companies, research R and D type companies to give us feedback. And one thing that we stopped doing is we stopped categorizing people by their age as far as millennials, baby boomers. And we started looking at them and more of like cozy cruiser, anxious traveler, rugged nomad, and more of like what their lifestyle needs are. Because for example, you could have a baby boomer who is an active outdoor lifestyle consumer as well as a millennial. And so you don't want to classify them by age. You want to classify them by their hobby and their interest. And that's what really has has shifted our product focus across our whole company. When we've done that and then working with our voice teams, you know, visits on innovations and customer experiences, we've got a relationship with the escapees and escapers. I know that more of our motorized team is they dive in and they go to rallies there and they have one-on-one sessions we're crazy and obsessed with what customers are doing and saying and, and all the social media chat rooms that we sit back and we silently, we don't participate, (laughs) but we listen and we try to implement. I mean, the amount of emails that go around because of social media posts and the discussions that happen in the management meetings and product development meetings, engineering meetings. If consumers think that we're not listening, we are and things get escalated. It's just how fast can we react sometimes. So it, but it's a lot of fun to see what consumers are saying. One of the little things I've seen
0: done as a result of customer feedback is the handles on your cabinetry last year were squared off, and now they're rounded. Yeah, it's just that kind of thing.
2: We introduced, like I talked about in the hike a couple of years ago, we brought that European more full overlay cabinet into micro mini and mini, and everything's a lot more linear and clean lines. And so we we did have that handle, and we were trying to kind of have some symmetry in the lines and everything, and that handle did have some sharp edges we did have a lot of feedback from consumers. And so uh, as quickly as we could to get enough of a stock of another handle and of course COVID and shipping and, and all the supply constraints, kind of slowed some of that down, but we have transitioned. We're kind of in an intermediate phase where we're using some substitutions, but they're they're get they're being well received out in the marketplace. But long term we we have a different solution that we're trying to get to, but the supply constraints have kind of slowed that process down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's just a wacky whack a mole game that all the manufacturers are talking about about yeah but it does speak to you know just little details listening to the customer so if someone were shopping for a new travel trailer as so many of us are doing nowadays why should they buy a Winnebago Tobel over so many of the other things what what would you tell them would be the advantage
2: I like to focus on what we do well versus what you know, other manufacturers may not do. Every OEM has their positives and negatives and what they focus on. But from Winnebago's standpoint, We've been around since 1958. We started out as a toll manufacturer as modernistic industries and then we transitioned to motorhome. And whether it's you know motorhome experience, toll experience, we've got a lot of collaboration and a lot of people who have been doing this for a long time. As you talked about, we listen to customers. We may not react as quickly as consumers want, but we try to react as quickly as we can to make sure that our products are out there resonating well and we're meeting the demands of the consumers. We are an operations company versus a holdings company. We share best practices amongst all of our business units, such as Grand Design, Newmar, Chris Craft, Barletta, Winnebago Motorized we try to optimize what's going to be best. What, what are some shared best practices? What's working for you guys that may not be working for us. What can we learn? Cause at the end of the day, we want to just be, we want to be the, best we may not be the biggest company out there but we want to be the best company to the end consumer and have quality that is instilled into the engine the engineering design process the production build process and and really good service on the back end and you know those are high benchmarks especially when you're hand building a house on wheels that goes down but truly at the end of the day we we that's what we're striving for are we perfect no but are we willing to learn and get better absolutely yeah and
0: that goes to you know nowadays i i read a lot of people posting on various social anti social media places don't buy a new rv they're all rushed into production and junk because of covid what would you say to somebody who posts something like that or says something like that because i have seen as a background seeing as many RVs as I do. I have seen some of them where, yeah, that's clearly true, but that hasn't been the case in some of the manufacturers, including Winnebago.
2: I would say that all of our RVs are hand-built. We try to CNC route and we try to put as much technology in as we can, but You know, it's just like when you build a home. There's only so much technology you can put in. There is still going to be some the human element of it. And through this COVID camping craze, some in the supply constraints, there have been a lot of substitutions and to where we've had to deviate from a normal build, such as an air conditioner, water heater, furnace. We always looked to deviate up as far as you know, if we couldn't get a normal water heater, we called Truma and said, will your water heater work for us? So that way we can, if we're going to deviate from a standard build, we tried to deviate and give the customer more and we didn't charge for it. We wanted we knew that was going to be a better experience. We also have learned, I mean, labor has been tough throughout all of this. We've all had labor constraints for a while. You, with people getting COVID or not not coming to work, um, so you had the people problem, and and now I think it was just released last week. Elkhart County, Indiana, has the lowest unemployment rate in the country. Yeah. So now you know we're still you know we're we're still trying to to get people, but you have that training aspect. So as you're you're trying to keep up with demand because there's more interest, more people are coming to the RV space because they want to go camping, so they're doing more research or there's more first timers that are out there, you know, we're having to continually train and educate our team members that the new consumer now is expecting the RVs to work. They don't take a tool bag with them or their bucket of tools and wrench on things like, you know, my dad or my grandpa would have done type of thing it's no, I want to go camping. I've got four days and I want it to work. And so when the first time that something doesn't work as it's advertised or as it's supposed to, they go to social media and because it can be a resource there, there's a lot of resources out on social media within our owners forums for them to help troubleshoot. But some of it just gets protrude, you know, negatively. So we're, we're trying, you know, we, like I said, are we perfect? Absolutely not. But are we willing to learn and get better? Absolutely. We are.
0: You know, you can't ask for a better answer than that. Our history with Winnebago goes back quite a while.
2: Well, we'll have to see what we can do about getting you into a new Winnebago now.
0: Yeah. That flex looks doggone, you know, that would hit all my targets.
2: Well, they <laughs> the flex is starting to land to dealers here in February, the bulk of them will land out to dealers in uh, basically March and April and into May. So they're over the next 90 days, they're going to be landing out to dealers and for retail consumers. What has people's reaction
0: been? Because obviously that has so much such advanced features and of course there's expensive parts right i mean lithium batteries and solar and all of that so the price point is going to be higher what what kind of feedback have you heard from people in that space
2: we thought it would be received well but it has far and above exceeded our expectations when we did our kind of our virtual product launch on it in september around what would have been open house the amount of traffic and leads that we started getting, and our dealers that uh, started getting, was was really that first kind of like, okay, we're onto something. And then we started hearing that dealers would you know send us, hey, we retail sold one, an incoming one, I'm like, well, we don't have pricing yet. They're like, we we we'll work on it. We've got it. <laughs> you know, this consumer that just checks all the boxes, they were willing to pay this price. Okay. And then when we went to Tampa Super Show last month, we had four floor plans on display, and you know our, our we did we didn't know what to, to expect, kind of cautiously optimistic, and it it blew us away. We had a gentleman who traded in a, a Class A Tiffin Allegro because he wanted to downsize, but yet he was used to all of those upgraded amenities. Another gentleman bought an Echo on a Friday, and then he didn't want to wait until fall, uh, so he kept his order for that. And then he came back in on Saturday and bought a Flex, and he just <laughs> he wanted, and he's he potentially is going to keep both and tow tow them together. A couple of the first time buyers, they just wanted to pay to have a better experience. You know, they, they weren't going to necessarily go unplugged, but they had read, they had done their research and they were just, no, we want to pay extra because we want to, we can afford to pay to have a better connected experience and more reliable products. So it, it really, assured us on the direction that we've gone so much. And we actually had a lot of inquiries on, can I get the flex package on this floor plan or that floor plan that when we left Tampa, we actually added a fifth floor plan. We added the 2108 TB. We have our 2100 BH, our 2306 BHS, which are two bunk models. Then we have the 2108 DS and the 2108 FBS, which were couples models. And we added the 2108 TV. Our marketing company is right now, as we speak, they're trying to get the website updated and get everything out there. So we're, we're going to go full production and, and add a, you know, and add a production run of that. So that's how, We've, we've received it and, and now we're having internal conversations and you know let's have some market research done and internal conversations of how do we scale this does it need does it make sense to go into a hike 100 what does it look like going into a mini or a voyage so we're continuing to always have those conversations on how this is going to evolve
0: here on the left coast there are a lot of people who i mean we have so much great boondocking out here it's it's just insane and so a lot of people have upgraded existing RVs. We run a Facebook group with like 9,000 people in it for a different brand, and a lot of those people have upgraded those trailers with higher solar and and more batteries and that sort of thing, but it's always a cobbled-together system. There's a lot to be said for, I went to the dealer, I bought a working system and it's absolutely state-of-the-art and backed up with a warranty.
2: I'm glad you you made that comment, Tony, and I, I kind of forgot to mention that on from a consumer perception is we had a lot of dealers when we were talking about this, they said, well, we're already, you know, we're doing this for customers right now and they're paying, you know, X, they're paying X amount of dollars out of pocket. And it, in some cases it's maybe avoiding factory warranty um, or they weren't able to finance it. But when we said we were coming out with this package directly from the factory and it's, you know, listed out on the MSRP, they said that's great because now a customer can finance it if they don't want to pay out of pocket, it's backed by factory warranty. We don't have to, you know, a dealership service department doesn't have to go in and start tearing apart a trailer or an end consumer doesn't. And that kind of led us to our almost kind of our our go to market strategy for this first round of micro mini flex, as far as getting it out there, we didn't want to just open this up to our entire dealer network. And I know that may sound to an end consumer. They, now they're like, well, my dealer who is 40 minutes away is not getting it, but I have to drive two and a half hours. And from our perspective, we wanted to target the dealers who, they're already doing these upgrades. So they are experienced with the systems. They, their, their salespeople know how to talk about it. Their delivery techs know how to, you know, deliver the units. Their back-end service people know how to work on them and service them. So we wanted to target those dealers. And then we also we targeted the dealers who are like really big B-van dealers. You know, such they're they're again, they're experienced with these, this technology and these systems. You know, our thought was we this this upgrade, and you're paying for this um, upgraded package. We wanted to offer a better customer experience from the sales process at the dealership to the walkthrough process with the delivery tech and the backend service process. So that's why at this time it is not opened up 100% to all of our dealers nationwide. So that way we can kind of help control that customer experience. One of the
0: issues that a lot of these people have had with the upgrades is the amount of energy that's moving around in these trailers. Where do you run that wiring? And where do I put the charge controller? You really have to be fairly knowledgeable to upgrade something, or you just go to a Winnebago dealer and check a box and wait. And so what kind of timeline? Let's say I found one of these dealers and I see that 2108. How long do you think it'll take to get them. What kind of backlog is there on on those?
2: We're only gonna put we're we're kind of calling it a batch build. We're gonna we're gonna put a batch of about a thousand out into dealer inventory this springtime. And then we will, we're already talking and planning about what does it look like for another production run of the flex, you know, next fall. But as far as this spring and summer season, about a thousand or a little bit more than a thousand of them will be available in dealer inventory. And like I said, right now, the first units are starting to ship to dealers uh, right now, and then they will continue to ship over the next 90 days and start landing on dealers lots. So they will be already, They will be available. for spring and summer camping season all
0: right well i'm gonna have to find a dealer that has them and see if i can catch one before a customer takes it and just check it out because that that kind of tech is right up my alley and i really like truma and as i said you know we have quite a history with winnebago in our family so
2: Well, you know how to get a hold of me. We'll we'll connect you with what your with who your closest
0: dealer is. Sounds good. Well, Adam, thank you so much for your time and and for so many really hit the mark products that you guys turn out. It's always a pleasure to deal with you, and thank you.
2: Tony, like I said uh, earlier, really appreciate the opportunity to, you know, come on and speak with you and, and tell a little bit about what Winnebago's doing specifically with hike 100 and micro mini flex. And, you know, a little bit of look into where we've been, why we're doing things, maybe where we're going. So it, it's always a pleasure to work with you. And again, I just appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure.
1: Remember that time we followed our GPS and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground?
0: Yeah, I had to back the trailer down a mountain road.
1: Remember the time we went on that twisty windy road and hit our awning on a tree?
0: Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore thanks to RV Trip Wizard.
1: Right! RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go, and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey.
0: You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more.
1: Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble.
0: If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on stresslesscamping.com where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now Now that's Stressless Camping. Camping. So
1: did you catch Tony's little thing about both of our RV lives starting with Winnebago? And have you listened enough to know why this is true for both of us. <laughs> Tony right. tell us your tell us your story. Oh, stories. me
0: first, okay. Well, when I was a wee lad, we would go to the LA County Fair and the LA County Fair had all the things a fair has, like, you know, farm animals and rides and they also have the largest outdoor model railroad layout I think in the US and all kinds of other stuff, but where would I go? There were RVs for sale and here I am this little annoying, you know, kid While all my friends and family were either looking at farm animals or riding rides, I would be going in and out of the RVs. And so Tonka in those days, which used to make these cool metal trucks, came out with a Winnebago. And I scrimped and saved and I washed cars and mowed lawns and all that and I bought one and I still have it. He still has it. In fact, it's in the picture of the icon for this podcast.
1: That's right. You see a Winnebago talking on a mic and listening with headphones and that is... Tony's Winnebago from when he was a kid. Yeah. My mom made a really smart decision to buy a Winnebago motorhome when I was in high school. That decision was not only because she needed a family car that would carry all five of her children. (laughs) She also needed a big vehicle because she was working piecework for a company that made school backpacks and backpacking packs. And she needed to make a big trip carrying a lot of backpacks every week. So it was a hauling vehicle, and also because our family did a lot of camping. And so she bought a 1967 Winnebago Premier, Lifetime Premier, and that was our family vehicle. We used it to go to school and go to church and do her work and go camping on the weekends. And up until just a few years ago, she still had it, and yeah. it unfortunately has left our family now but Winnebago is part of my early camping experience as well.
0: Yeah, so there's our Winnebago stories. Speaking of stories, Peggy made something that was super delicious this week (laughs) and shared the recipe on our website.
1: I did. So I made creamy taco soup. So good. (laughs) I thought, oh, I better share this recipe. And then I went on our website and found out I had already shared
2: that recipe. (laughs)
1: So now I'm telling you that that recipe is on our website. It's so delicious. It's pretty versatile. There's some things like you can add this or that, this or that. If you've got some things in the refrigerator and not others, you might be able to put this together anyway. But so good. And it. we had some really, really warm days earlier this week. And the yeah. last couple of days have been really chilly. So... Hot, creamy soup was so delicious. Those
0: warm days were perfect for working on the aristocrat.
1: Right. And then it got cold and we had taco soup instead. Yeah. And that was good too. Well, we got
0: a cool gadget that's kind of an RVer's gadget.
1: Yeah. And this is another thing that really helped with these last couple of cold days. I used this new gadget to get warm because it is a portable sauna. And it is terrific for going in an RV because it's, you know, small and portable and easy to carry around. The brand is Relax, the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. Now, I... Well, I was going to say I'm not a scientist. I am, but <laughs> I'm not yeah, this kind of a scientist. Is.
0: Yeah, you're not a <laughs> I'm
1: not the kind of scientist who can explain far infrared rays, but it's a form of electromagnetic light energy that comes from the sun. So they somehow duplicate that far infrared light or rays. I just got to stop. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, we. (laughs) It's a portable sauna. It's fantastic, and we'll put some pictures. Oh, wait!
0: I I will put a picture of Peggy (laughs) in it. It's basically this big silver box and her head and
1: my head sticking out the top.
0: Not her head, but just the picture. (laughs) Well,
1: so the way that I have heard saunas, portable saunas or in-home saunas, being used the most is as a, I don't know if if it's called a cure, but as a relief from. Lyme disease, which, you know, as you know, comes from tick bites, which is not uncommon when you're out there hiking through the woods or whatever. It's fairly common to get a tick on you. And some of those ticks carry Lyme disease. And apparently, it you know, it's a skin condition. And so this sauna, this far infrared is supposed to be really good for helping Alleviate Lyme
0: disease. Well, I believe the gent who contacted us from the company and sent us this to try out had severe Lyme disease. And this basically solved it. Yes. And that is why he is such an advocate of this product. Right. Again, we have no basis for verifying that. We just like sitting in the sauna. And it is portable, and you could take it in your RV with you.
1: Right. So some other things that, you know, it may help. And again, we don't know. So
0: Yeah, we don't make any claims about this, just what we've read.
1: Right. So asthma, arthritis, high blood pressure, fibromyalgia, stress, a long list of other things. But those are... Kind of the things I could see us (laughs) needing to deal with. I love it because it just gets me warm. If it does nothing else, it just gets me warm on a cold winter night. But I'm also kind of hoping that kind of arthritis idea kind of helps with our creaky joints. What? You what know, creaky our creaky joints. Our bad knees are. Our-
0: Wait, we're <laughs> starting to sound old.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, that's why we need the sauna so we can limber up a little. <laughs> well, it is. I
0: mean, I, I will say it's not a cheap gadget. It's what, $1,500? $1, About
1: bucks? 1500
0: yep. I will say the build quality looks really good the stitching on the portable like the sauna that you sit in all of the materials seem very high quality Mm -hmm. it is portable but it's you know i mean it depends on how big or small your rv is right but it is portable and it runs off 110 power so there's that too
1: and you don't necessarily have to use it indoors because the last campground we were in i saw one sitting outside of someone's rv
0: yeah we actually did we saw one sitting there so So, you know, if you are looking for something like this, this is certainly, we we have been happy with it. Yeah. So check out
1: the link. They explain why, you know, what far infrared means kind of better than I do and why the way that they built it is, uh, I mean, of course, this is the purpose of a website to tell you why ours is better than theirs, (laughs) but that's what they do, obviously. And I just think it's a great product and I look forward to having it around all all the time especially in winter
0: yeah definitely we we have enjoyed it it is portable so there you go well you'll see pictures on the website and of course i'll write a review over at rvtravel.com of this gadget because it is definitely a nifty gadget yeah every week in our fun and friendly facebook group we ask a question and this week's question was What is your favorite decoration in your RV?
1: Right. I just love to look at pictures and get ideas. And especially now that we've got the vintage trailer just about ready to decorate. Wanted to get some ideas about how to decorate it. I Unfortunately, I forgot to pin the question in the group. And so we got a few answers. And uh, Tom showed us some pictures of how he turned... The bunk basically into a cat condo, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Brian showed us some beautiful vinyl cutouts that he had in, not installed, but put on the walls. And David showed us pictures of the Christmas lights that he powers with a cell phone backup battery. So yeah, that was pretty, pretty
0: cool. cool. Yeah. Ooh, pinch poke. I owe you a yeah. Coke.
1: And so I'm going to leave that pinned because we forgot to pin it and so I think that's why people didn't see it I'm leaving it pinned because I'm nosy I want to see your picture well no it's just fun to look at
0: other <laughs> it's people's super decoration fun, yeah and especially with something we may be working on soon we have been all over any place on the internet that has photography of RVs especially unusual stuff right, and that's right. where I'll leave that I know I hate doing that <laughs> but, but like I say we're balls are in the air and we're juggling as fast as we can and when when they all come down we will share that with yeah. you yeah
1: but just know that I might steal some of your decorating ideas that's what? just <laughs> <laughs> and, and that with your permission of course
0: I'm gonna say one of the nifty things about bunk models a lot of people buy bunk models because they think that their kids or maybe grandkids are gonna go camping with them and what ends up happening is all that bunk space they take out those lousy mattresses and use it for storage or cabinetry or place for your cat right so I
1: mean I could see using it for storage
0: Can our cat go camping
1: uh if you, I was going to say if you can get her in the camper, <laughs> uh, but now that I've been working in the vintage camper and I just leave the door open, she hangs out with me all day yeah, long. Yeah, she loves it in Putting there. her in somewhere, probably if we made her go in, she wouldn't like it, but She follows us around all over the place. She's
0: like a shadow. (laughs) Uh, Now, I will say, for those of you who didn't know we had a cat, we don't really talk about her much because when we bought this house, she came with the house. She's
1: essentially a barn cat, even though we don't have a barn, but she's a garage cat, but she's a mouser.
0: And so, but she is just the friendliest darn cat. Yeah. I bet we could put her on a leash and take her camping, (laughs) though I'm not sure I want to. So her name is Feisty. I'll put a picture of her too.
1: Yeah. So this week is the same question that I asked almost exactly a year ago. It is, I guess, reservation season, right? It's not yet quite camping season for a lot of people, but it's the time to start thinking about it. And I'm curious if you're having struggles getting reservations. And if you are, are you looking at private campgrounds or national parks or Where
0: And do you have any hacks for finding great places? Yeah, that
1: would be terrific.
0: Share those again on our fun and friendly Facebook group, which is the Stressless Camping Podcast.
1: Facebook group. Yeah. (laughs) Long name, great group.
0: We've got some cool people and we keep it so that there's no jerks in there, no jerky answers. There's no room for that. We're all happy campers. And if you're not, you get kicked out. That's right.
1: So every week we ask a question on that group and also every week we send out a newsletter
0: yeah and it's absolutely free and it's what we have come up with in the past week but also the cool things we've seen from around the web this week is a particularly packed issue so uh if you don't get our weekly newsletter it is free and you can sign up on any page on our website just scroll to the bottom and And There's a form there. Or if you're new to the website, first of all, welcome. And you'll be welcomed by a pop-up form. (laughs) Just one time, though. It'll (laughs) pop
1: up that first time you go. And it'll ask you if you want to sign up for the newsletter. And we just send one newsletter a week. That's all we do. And we don't use your email address to give to anyone or sell to anyone. We only use it so that we can keep in touch with you and let you know what's going on this week.
0: Yeah, this week in the world of stressless camping. We also on our website have discounts and deals on our favorite RVing related products that we think you might be interested in. So that's another reason to visit our website, our home on the internet.
1: And speaking of deals and discounts page, you want to go there to that RV Life slash RV Trip Wizard page. If you have any interest in signing up for that, the prices are going to go up. I think March 1st. Yep. So that's coming right up. So if you are kicking around the idea of joining, get in there and do it. If you have any questions about that, be sure and just contact us and and send us an email. Ask us questions. We're happy to answer. We really, really like the apps and prices are going up.
0: Yep. So, and we have a discount on it. So if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. And you can subscribe on any podcast app because we save you a seat around the virtual campfire.
1: Also, if you have a moment, we would really appreciate if you would write us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We find that that is super helpful. Apple and Spotify know that people are listening and they like it and they Put it a little higher for more and more people to see it yeah. and the more people that hear it and the more people that listen and the more people that write reviews the better this podcast can get
0: yeah thank you in advance for any reviews that you take your time to write yes we appreciate it and on that note it's a pleasure to be here with you once again this week and most of all happy camping we hope you learned a lot had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!
1: I don't really know what C-C-Z... <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of a disc... And di- disc yeah. and <laughs> a Especially on... A sp-
0: yeah.